What does it actually mean to be a bad bitch? I'm your host, Valerie Martin, and if you're asking me, it means being fully alive, unstoppable, kicking ass at the things that light you up, and being permanently unavailable for the things that make you feel like shit. Whether you're a boss bitch business owner or just someone who goes hard on your personal and professional growth, buckle the fuck up and get ready to be inspired, challenged, and take action. Let's do this, boo. Hey friends, welcome back to Bad Bitch Therapist Podcast. I am so honored, as always, that you are choosing to spend some of your time here with me. I'm going to jump right into this solo episode, well, to our first little segment here, Watching, Reading, and Loving, because I am on fire today with just feeling so hopeful and inspired and am so thrilled to share that with y'all in this episode because I just recorded it on Instagram Live, and I thought this one is so important, I want it to go on the podcast too. So recently, I am still watching Younger. Oh, and I also started re-watching with my husband, The West Wing. We got like five seasons in and like fell off a cliff years ago (laughs) into some other show, and always kind of regretted that we didn't finish. So when my mom was visiting recently with my stepdad, we were like, let's watch The West Wing. They love it. And it's a fabulous show if you're not familiar. An Aaron Sorkin show from the maybe started in the late 90s into the mid 2000s with Martin Sheen and many others. Excellent show. And then I gave my husband a challenge earlier. I said, you have to pick the movie tonight between Hercules, Tarzan, or whatever's next in our Marvel cinematic universe and timeline order. (laughs) So we're going to have a fun evening with that, whatever he chooses. Reading a book called The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy, which you will hear all about in this episode. So I will save that. And what I'm loving is the new Baby Bell plant-based cheeses. So some of y'all might know what Baby Bell is, but I'm holding, if you're watching this visually, the little part of the wax circle. They're those ones that come in the little wax circles. I think normally they're red. The plant-based ones are green. I also learned the hard way, like don't maybe sit it in your car console and then have it melt because it's going to be really hard to scrape it out. (laughs) But they're so good. I've missed cheeses like this. Being vegan now for seven years and this did not disappoint. Highly recommend. Okay, one more thing I wanted to say. Before I jump into this episode where I'm telling you all about this concept of the gap in the gain is I do a little visual because I recorded it on video and I'm alluding to that visual. The visual is super helpful, not going to lie. So maybe go watch on Instagram and or watch the YouTube. However, you don't need the visual. You can also get it if you just are good at paying attention to (laughs) or or willing to rewind maybe that you will get the concept just by me verbally describing it, I believe. And then also, if you ever pick up the book, which at least right now it's on sale, then there is a visual description of it there in the book. And maybe I can also just link to a picture of the notebook little drawing that I made. I can put a link to that picture in the show notes as well. All right, my friends, enjoy this solo episode on the gap and the gain. You are in for a treat. Hello, friends. Oh my gosh. I have not been this excited to share about something in a while. And 
It came from a book I was reading yesterday that the long story short that I will spare you the ugly details. And by the way, if you see me looking kind of up and down, I'm recording this on my computer and my phone. So there are two of me. So yeah, I, I was reading this book yesterday and it was kind of making me feel inspired, but then I was starting to get really in my head around goal setting. And goal setting is something that like, as someone who's really committed to personal and professional growth, I'm like, of course, I got to set the goals and then the action steps and then, you know, anticipate the obstacles, yada, yada, right? Setting goals stresses me the fuck out and I avoid it. (laughs) If I'm being real honest with you, I'm really good at helping other people set goals. And it's been one of those sort of shaming things that I'm like, God, why is this this way? Why do I get stuck when I'm attempting to set goals? And so the book number one was kind of like propelling the spiral. And yet there was this concept that it mentioned. And I wrote about it in my newsletter yesterday, but it was, I mean, gosh, like divine timing, right? I mentioned this concept, the gap and the gain. So if you're on my email list, you would have received that this morning uh, where I, I allude to this concept and I'm like, yeah, apparently that has its own whole book. But anyway, it just came up like in this this book that I was reading. So last night after I'd kind of had my pity party about feeling shitty about my goal setting, I was like, you know, I think I need to set this book down. I don't think this is what I need right now. However, I am curious about that other book, and and the, it's called The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan, who is the founder of an organization called Strategic Coach, and Benjamin Hardy, PhD, who's an organizational psychologist slash author, coach, etc. And so th- they both co-authored both of these books and a number of others, but I looked on Amazon, sure enough, it was like $3 on Kindle sale for the gap and the gain. I was like, okay, purchase. I started reading it. And by the way, I shouldn't gloss over this part because y'all, this is just too good to not share. (laughs) Too good in a cringe way. Yesterday, as I'm going through all this stuff, it was the 4th of July. And so we, my husband and I didn't have like super, you know, fun holiday plans or anything, like not necessarily a holiday that we're super jazzed about, but I was like, we should do something outside. I mean, it's hot as shit. We don't really have easy pool access. We're going to get to go to a pool later this week anyway in Orlando. So like, let's just not make a big deal of it. But I was like, we should do something outside. So we went to this bar called The Sandbar, which is like a cool outdoor space that has a sand volleyball court next to it. And so we're there and you can, they take these cute like rhinestone bedazzled power drills and drill into the coconuts and, you know, fill it with fun stuff. So you're drinking out of a coconut, literally the two of us kind of sitting in this like little enclosed alcove area. I'm just sitting there crying through my whole coconut. (laughs) Now I'm able to laugh at it, which is great. I'm so happy about that. But can y'all just imagine this girl sitting there with my sweet husband who is being so supportive, God bless you, Chris, <laughs> crying through my whole coconut. So that's how I was doing yesterday. And hello, please, let's talk about the, the messy parts of our journeys. 
and I'm trying to explain to him just how I'm feeling and how discouraged I feel, da 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 da, right? And so fast forward to then last night, I get this new book, The Gap and the Gain, and I'm like, let's see what this is about. Within 15 minutes of reading, I was crying tears of relief. I was like, holy shit, this is it. This is the thing that I have been framing incorrectly. Like, I have not been looking at this right. And it's so understandable because our culture really sets us up to look at a lot of these things in a super dysfunctional way. So let me draw out for you a little model of the gap and the gain. I think when I write on the page, it's going to look backwards. So just know the words are not super important right now, but just kind of following along with the, the visual of it. Okay. So over here, let's put, this is me starting off with something, or you. This is just the starting point. And then anytime that we start something, big or small, we have sort of an ideal, ideal vision of where we want, want that to go. And that's very normal. Again, like that's, we're teleological creatures. We are goal-oriented creatures. And so that's how we envision that. And then there's like where I'm at now with whatever this thing is. And so typically when we talk about measuring our progress, we measure in this gap here. So I'm going to write measure. And Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy call this the gap. So if I am using this sort of ideal to hold myself to a standard that is very often unrealistic, unattainable, always moving, then I am measuring myself in this gap here and I'm going to feel frustrated, disappointed, shame, like a failure, like all of these things discouraged that I have been feeling a lot when I am setting this goal or this ideal and the things that I am doing are not quickly taking me closer to that and giving like the instant gratification and results. So a lot of like high achievers really fall into this trap because we often believe if I just push harder toward that ideal, then I will make it. And we might get a little bit of feedback like, oh, that worked. Let me double down on that. And then we're just burning ourselves out because guess what? That ideal is always moving. They kind of liken it to the horizon, that when you're moving toward the horizon line, the horizon line keeps moving, right? So you're never going to get there. You reach that goal and you're like, nope, still not happy. So living in the gap and being in the gap mindset just breeds all of those really painful negative feelings and really then you're doing shit to not because it feels good but just to push toward that ideal okay so let's talk about the alternative of being in the gain so same scenario i'm over here starting off with whatever this little venture is and then i have this ideal because the ideal is not all bad Again, we, we're natural kind of goal-setting creatures. And what I like that what they say about the ideal is that it illuminates the path. It illuminates the direction that we want to be moving in. So 
it's good for that purpose, right? It's just not a good measure to hold ourselves to. Okay, so then there's where I am now. The difference here is that instead of measuring yourself between now and the ideal, you're measuring yourself between where you started and where you are now. This is not rocket science, but I don't know if you guys have this experience. Like sometimes not only do I need to hear the same idea 8 million times, but I need to hear it in different ways. And sometimes a certain framing of it makes everything click into place. And so for me, this framework has been that, and I hope that it can be for you too. Because yes, we know that it's like, oh, be grateful for what you've already accomplished. Celebrate your small wins. Like all of that I knew intellectually, but it just never was really enough because I kept easily falling into the gap of measuring myself against the ideal. What a setup, right? So by being able to say, okay, like with my membership, for example, that I could, oh my gosh, I've been so much in gap thinking with it, like I won't even bore you with the details, but just comparing myself so much to the ideal of where I think it should be and how it should be feeling now, <laughs> and then getting super discouraged. Whereas if I take the gain mindset, if I'm in the gain with it and I focus on what I have already gained, the progress that I have already made, that's a very different narrative. That's a very different story that actually makes me feel encouraged. And then the cool thing about being in the gain is that you don't have to wait to reach that ideal to feel good. You actually feel good now. And guess what? That good feeling now propels you to keep going. And guess which one you're more likely to actually get closer to those ideals and those goals that you're setting. Not the one where you're feeling discouraged and shamey and shitty, right? I can tell you that. So this is so powerful and it really applies everywhere in life. Like this particular book is definitely geared toward entrepreneurs, but... <clears throat> It's, it's relevant for everyone. They, they talk about like parenting contexts where like the Benjamin talks about how his son, who really kind of likes to weasel out of chores sometimes, that when he's been in gap with his son, which has been a lot of the time, he's like, oh my God, I'm snippy. I'm critical and judgmental. I'm only focusing on what he's not doing well. And what am I missing? Well, the son came from the foster care system. And so being in the gain, it's like, yeah, I mean, sure, he's not quite where that at that ideal. But look at how far he's already come. Look at how much he's already grown and already accomplished in his time just since being with us. That's huge. So when we hold our loved ones, our team members, our employees, like our friends, when we hold these people to the our ideals of who we think they should be, guess what? You're in the gap and you're gonna feel all of those icky things toward them and about them. And that doesn't feel good, right? So how can we be in the game? Another simple example Benjamin gave that I loved was like how when his 
wife is, you know, has prepared a meal and setting the table and the kids show up at the table and they're like, you know, this isn't what I wanted. And so now that as a family, they have this language around gap and gain. And it's like when they're in the gap, they're almost worse off for having gotten served dinner because they're comparing it against some ideal version of the experience they think they should be having. And so it's already from go a bad experience unless they're able to shift more into the gain mindset where it's like, oh, okay, well, it's nice to have this food. So, right, it's a gratitude piece there, but it goes, it's a little more nuanced and deeper than just gratitude or just half glass, half full. It is that, but it's also, there's something about it that feels deeper and it's really the difference between measuring between that ideal and that's comparison too, right? Or measuring between, oh, I started here and now look at where I am right? And that propels me forward and and I get to enjoy the process. I'm interrupting the pod very briefly for a quick message about how to work with me. If you enjoy this podcast, then we would probably be a great fit working together. I would love to support you whether you are a leader, a business owner, or just someone who wants to crush some of your goals over the next few months. Let's talk. I have several programs and would love to tell you more about them and learn what you are wanting to work toward. You can shoot me a DM, an email, find me online at badbitchtherapist.co. All right, let's get back to the episode. So I I feel like there was something else that I wanted to share about this concept and it's not coming to me right now, but this has just lit me up today. It's made me feel so much more hopeful about not only just like the membership, the coaching, like all of it. Like if, if we get to have fun along the way, isn't that the whole fucking point? right? If it gets to be good now and we don't have to wait. And then, of course, the irony is that when we are holding it more loosely, when we're doing something because we want it, not because we feel like we need it, this needs to work. Like there's this clenching energy. And it's this, one of my coaches, Taylor, was just talking about is the wounded masculine, right? It's not that the masculine is all bad, but when it's that coming from that wounded place of trying to prove yourself it's going to feel shitty, right? And it may not even work, but even if it does work, it's going to feel shitty along the way. So ask yourself, any point you find yourself in suffering, how could I be in the gain with this? Or am I in the gap? And it's not none of this ever, like self-compassion, this kind of practice, none of it is ever a thing of like, you're going to perfect it one day and never have to think of it again. It's a lifelong commitment to a reframe, reframe, reframe again and again. And do things get easier with repetition? Of course. But I have learned that this kind of shift is not ever something I'm going to be able to just take for granted and assume is going to happen. I mean, Dan Sullivan talked about this in the audiobook. It's really neat because Benjamin, who's really writing the book based on Dan's original thinking and teaching, Benjamin kind of interviews him between chapters and it's just this sort of informal conversation in the audiobook between the chapters. And Dan was saying like, yeah, I've been practicing this for 30 years that I've been teaching it and I still am in the gap, you know, 10 times a day. But that awareness, you shift quicker, you spend less time there. And oh my gosh, like I'm thinking about myself 
just in life, like I think that, again, it's one of those things that it might sound really obvious, but don't beat yourself up for the fact that you haven't gotten here sooner. Again, sometimes it's the right words, the right framing, the right time to hear a message. I mean, this could not have, I mean, I could say could not have fallen to my back into my lap at a better time. Maybe, you know, a year ago, six months, I'm like, I would have loved to have not had all this pain and suffering. However, maybe I had to hit such a bottom with all of that, that it's more meaningful to me now than it ever would have been before. So how can I be in the gain? Where am I falling into gap mindset and and comparing against some ideal versus look where I've already come? I hope that lands as powerfully for you as it has for me so far. I'm going to share one more example from the book that just really resonated. It's I can't remember the person's name, but it was a, a football player from Clemson who, in their senior year who was like looking like they were going to be a, one of the top draft picks for the NFL, and they were doing you know the little press junket and talking about, hey Dana, I'm sharing about the gap in the game. Huh? So in this example, he's talking about how. I really hope that I land at a great program. Like, I'm so excited for this opportunity. But said something to the effect of, like, I don't need football. You know, I I love this, but I don't need it. And how that was, like, hard for some people to believe. Like, wait a minute, how can you be fully committed to this and say you don't need it? But how big of a difference there is between wanting something and needing it. And when we get into that place where we're gripping and we're like, this needs to work, I'm going to force this to work. Oh my gosh, it doesn't feel good. I can tell you that. I'm sure you've experienced it yourself, but holding it lightly, loosely, letting it be playful and fun and easeful, and that doesn't mean that all the steps the that the there's still work involved, right? But can the work come from that more leaned back sort of place? And absolutely, I've experienced success in that. And I was just saying to one of my coaches earlier, I think to Asia that like my my therapy practice, I I know that I've done a lot of work. I don't want to discount that. But the the growth, the expansion, growing our team, like it's all it's been relatively easeful. And and I think it, that's been more the feel of it, that even though there's been a lot of hard work involved, that doesn't quite feel like the right phrase. Like it's it's flowed. And what an amazing experience, right? So to to allow your whole life to be like that, to allow that ease, I'm just really excited to see where this feeling is going to take me, where this practice is going to take me of consistently noticing when I'm in the gap, shifting into the gain. I hope that it lands for you and I will talk to you guys later. Hell yeah, friend, you made it to the end. I so appreciate you tuning in. And if you enjoyed this episode, make my day by subscribing and leaving a five-star review to help other people find this podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to grab my free video training on how to get shit done toward your high priority goals without getting distracted or stuck by ADHD or squirrel brain. Just head to badbitchtherapist.co slash three tips. That's .co slash the number three tips. You can follow my antics on TikTok at Bad Bitch Therapist and on Instagram at the same, but with dots between the words. Thanks so much for being here. Now go out there and have a great fucking day.